Hello everyone and welcome back to Slugcast with your host Maya. I'm very excited about today's episode because I'm introducing a new episode series where I provide a sort of science weekly insight. My goal is to highlight one STEM related discovery or study each week whether it be in general or facilitated by UCSC. I want to also go ahead and remind everyone that I am a bio major here at UCSC which is a driving force behind my interest in this series and I also might be biased by gearing towards more biological discoveries related to ecology and evolution but I will try my very best to branch out to other topics in the STEM realm. Also, if I'm not able to make a whole episode on an intriguing study, I'll remember to squeeze in a cool science fact into the episodes I make because I can and I want to and why not learn something new? With all that being said, if by chance you're listening and you're part of a lab or leading a lab, I implore you to contact us through Instagram direct messages at UCSC Slugcast or through email at dtduncan at ucsc.edu. That's dtduncan at ucsc.edu. So I can feature your research in this series. It would be awesome to talk about the research going on at UCSC and shed some light on the new things to come. Alright, let's get into today's study. We're talking about our biological clocks in a molecular sense and how it was recently discovered that there's a molecular interaction that sets the timing of our biological clocks. It was published on May 18th that scientists studying the molecular mechanisms of our biological clocks have now identified a key event that controls the timing of the clock. These important details reveal molecular interactions that are disrupted in people with an inherited sleep disorder called Familial Advanced Sleep Phase Syndrome, FASP for short. This syndrome is caused by a genetic mutation that shortens the timing of the clock, making people extreme morning birds because of their internal clocks operating on a 20-hour cycle instead of being synchronized with the 24-hour cycle of our planet. It's said that it feels like having a permanent jet lag because their internal clock never gets caught up with the day length. Imagine that. This specific mutation was discovered 20 years ago, but it wasn't known how or why it happened. This new study shows how one change in a single amino acid protein structure within a protein called the period protein can disrupt the protein's interactions with a kinase enzyme, which are critical to cell signaling and protein regulation as well as many other processes. Now, because of this one change in the protein structure, it causes a decrease in the stability of the period protein and shortens an important step in the clock cycle. First author Jonathan Philpot, a postdoctoral researcher at Parch's lab at UCSC, explained that the kinase enzyme regulates the period protein by attaching phosphate groups in this process called phosphorylation, and there are two different parts of the protein where this can happen. Now follow along with me. Phosphorylation of a specific region called the Degron region tags the period protein for a degradation, whereas phosphorylation of the FASP region stabilizes it. The balance between degradation and stabilization determines the length of your clock cycle, and the FASP mutation tilts the balance towards degradation of the period protein and the shortening of your cycle. The most important finding of this new study is that the phosphorylated FASP region inhibits the activity of kinase. With this information, scientists can start thinking about this as a tunable system because they've identified the regions of the kinase that are potentially targetable and would be able to tune this activity for therapeutic applications. 
This could potentially not only help people with FASP syndrome, but also people whose sleep cycles are disrupted by shift work, jet lag, and other challenges of the modern world. A little fun fact for you, this new study of the feedback inhibition of the kinase enzyme by the period protein also occurs in fruit flies, even though the phosphorylation sites are different. Who would have thought? While this is very good news for people who might presently or potentially struggle with sleep cycle disorders, and it's good to know that scientists at UCSC are on the job and are doing what they can to bring light to this challenge. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget that if you're interested in being featured in an episode like this, to reach out to Slutcast. Well, with that, I'll catch you in the next episode. Don't forget to take it easy on yourself, and while you're at it, follow us on Instagram at UCSC Slugcast. Alright, catch you in the next one. Bye!